you. It starts with your children. It starts with uh, what we choose to do right now as a community. So uh, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to make that pledge to dominate. Uh, that That's what we're meant to do. Uh, that's what uh, God put us on this planet to do. And uh, and that's what I want you to do. So uh, so let me just get some stuff set up here so that we can kind of get comfortable and, and get ready. We're going to have a great weekend. Uh, this weekend is going to be uh, so much fun. Uh, it's going to be focused on uh, black wealth and real estate. And we got experts coming through from all different walks of life. Miss um, Stephanie DeBerry, the one I'm going to introduce is, is one of many. And there's so many other people that are really, really good at all different areas of real estate. And uh, why are we doing this? Well, first of all, uh, you guys may know. Uh, let me ask you, uh, I, I, has anybody, give me a yes or no, if you've ever heard me talk about the three pillars of wealth. If you've ever heard me talk about the three pillars of wealth. Uh, the three pillars of wealth are stock investing, entrepreneurship, and real estate. Those are the three pillars of wealth. Uh, why is it important to understand the three pillars of wealth? Well, it's very important to understand the three pillars of wealth because, because if, if you ever want to have the resources that rich people have, you've got to figure out how they got those resources. <laughs> you got to figure out what the rules of the game are. Uh, you know, if you don't know where the money is, then how would you expect to ever have any money? Uh, if you don't understand wealth and study wealth, then why would you think you're going to have wealth? Like, I, like I don't study how to twerk, right? So if, if they had a twerking contest, I would probably come in last place. I would probably be in last place in a twerking contest because I don't study how to twerk. I don't know how to bend your knees properly and make sure your back is arched the right way. I don't know how to do none of that because that doesn't matter to me, right? So so what's fascinating to me is that it, it, I see a lot of people who spend zero time studying wealth, zero time studying real estate, zero time studying where the assets are. And then they're surprised when, when guess what? They have no assets, right? So, so I will just say to you that if you want to get good at anything, uh, just know in your community, you've got experts all over the place that know how to do all kinds of stuff. Uh, these experts are readily available. We have a bunch of them here in the Black Business School joining us this weekend for Black Real Estate Weekend. And, and, but there are others out there as well. And so if you, whatever you want to be good at, go study that thing. That's what I encourage you to do. Go study that thing. So everybody type the word study in the chat. If you get what I'm saying, study, you study what you want to be great at. You study what you want to dominate in. You study what it is you want to succeed in. Right. So, uh, so, so let's, um, let's jump right in. You guys know that I don't, I don't mess around and I want to let everybody know a couple of logistical things, uh, before we, we, uh, jump into stuff is, uh, one, uh, if you can't get in, the overflow room is drboystv.com. Two, if you're watching uh, anywhere else uh, other than inside the event or on drboystv.com, uh, just know that uh, you can go to blackrealestateweekend.com. You can still go to blackrealestateweekend.com and register for this event. Uh, also, on that page, you'll get a one-time chance to buy the recording of, the, of this event uh, for a massive discount. I don't know if it's 70% off or It's something really huge. So, or maybe six, it's big, right? So you can, if you want to get that for your family, you can do that. Uh, the Black Business School, why are we here? Well, we're here because we want to be here for the next 400, 500 years. Uh, you know, I've studied the history of great universities like Harvard and Yale and Stanford and all that. And I said, you know, Black people, we need our own version of Harvard University. We need our own Yale. We need our own Stanford. Uh, a lot of uh, Black wealth gets drained because of things like student loan debt. You know, I don't know how many of you in here have been uh, body slammed by student loan debt. Uh, give me a yes or no. Uh, you know, and, and so so all this debt actually drains a lot of black wealth, uh, probably about a, to, to the tune of a couple trillion dollars per generation, I would imagine, being sucked out of the community. 
and uh, it's, it's just not working out. And so what we kind of believe, and, and we, this is what makes us different, uh, among other things. We have about maybe five to ten things that make us just very different from uh, from what you might get in college and things like that. Not to, not not simply just the fact that we have people on the faculty like Dr. Claude Anderson, the leading economic uh, thinker of our generation. Uh, but, but in addition to that, we believe that you search for the solutions wherever they are. Um, we also believe that uh, in order to move forward, you can't be afraid to look backward. Right? You can't be afraid to look back and say, you know, where did we go wrong? Where are some areas where we could have thought it through a little bit? You know, maybe we could have processed things a little bit more. Maybe we could have examined uh, the situation a little more strategically before we made the move that other people told us to make. All right. So so uh, everything we do is through the lens of blackness. Uh, everything we do is through the lens of black wealth, uh, black economic development, uh, black, which ultimately leads to the to the real the real key. The real key is power. Right. The real key is power, which is deeply connected to freedom. Power and freedom are are, are cousins. Right. A free person may not have power over you, but they've got power over themselves, right? A free person may not own everything in the building, but they definitely at least own their person. They own their property, right? right? So, so power and freedom are deeply connected. Uh, people who are not free don't usually have much power. And people who have power are usually very free. So ultimately, uh, the question that we have to ask ourselves in, in this whole conversation, and, and I want to really start with that higher vibrational uh, disposition so that we can really understand where we're trying to operate here. The, the, the key is not just, okay, I'm going to go out here and make a million dollars. If that's what you want to do, then God bless you. I hope you do it. Uh, the key is not, okay, I want to own 10 apartment buildings and whatever. That That's great if that's what you That's cool. But but that's not really the final key. Uh, you know, the, the key is not, you know, just more vacations and driving a Lamborghini. Although those things are okay, the key is freedom. The key is power. The key is happiness. So yesterday I was talking to, I talked to a little cousin that I hadn't spoken to for years. And, and, uh, and I, and I saw him and I, and I hadn't talked, I'd never, I never, I actually maybe had had one conversation with the, with this kid uh, in, in, in his whole life. Right. He was the son of a cousin of mine. And, uh, and I literally had only had one conversation with him in my entire life. But when he Facebook messaged me, I said, Oh, I know who you are. I know exactly who your daddy is. Cause you look just like him. Right. So, uh, so, so this cousin who looks just like his daddy, he called me on the phone and we were talking just kind of man to man. And, uh, and he's asking me these questions about success and, and what it means to be happy and successful in life and everything else. And I said, you know, first of all, I have a lot of respect for you. Uh, for one, for the first reason I have respect for you is you're 21 years old and you're asking me all the right questions about life, how to win in the game of life. I said that that's really awesome. You have no idea. I said you have to be as old as I am to know how young you are and to realize how excited I am that you're 21 years old and you're trying to figure it out. You're asking questions. And and I said, because a lot of people, you know, at that age, just they just try to figure it out on their own. You know, you're, you're figuring things out that your parents could probably explain to you or some older person could could break down for you. But you're going to it's going to take you 10 years to to learn these hard lessons. Because you're, you're doing it the slow way. You're doing it the hard way, right? Uh, that's that's how a lot of us end up learning, but that's not the most efficient way to learn. So I said, so I'm really proud of you for asking these questions at the age of 21. I said, number two, the other reason I'm very proud of you is because you're, you're seeking the right thing. You're, you're, you're seeking, you're not just saying, how do I make more money or how do I become more powerful? You're seeking things like happiness and freedom. Remember I told you, you know, freedom, power, and happiness are all kind of connected. People who are free 
and powerful tend to be happier. Those who are powerful tend to be more free. Those who are free are happier because then you can pursue your happiness. I said, so, so, so what's wonderful is that you're, you're figuring out what's going to make you happy. And I said, I can't answer that question for you. I don't know what's going to make you happy. And I'm not here to judge that. But I can tell you that as a black man in America, that, that the more power you have over your own life, uh, then the more freedom you have in your life. And the more freedom you have, the more uh, you are able to do what they talked about in the Constitution and all these documents white people wrote many years ago, which is the pursuit of happiness, right? They, they talk about that. What is it? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That means finding, figuring out where your bliss is located and going and pursuing that. Well, here's the thing. You can't pursue something if you don't know what it is how to identify or where it's located, right? Like, how can I pursue something when I can't even identify it when it's right in my face? Some of y'all get that maybe in relationships where you throw away bad relationships because happiness is like, I'm here. I, happiness in the building, y'all. And you ignore it because you're seeking something else. You don't. You look right through happiness because you don't even know what it looks like. You don't even, you haven't, you haven't achieved the knowledge of self to even know what is going to make you happy. Or, or maybe... Uh, you, you you just either can't identify it or or you don't know where it's located. Like you don't know what to, if someone gives you a million dollars, you wouldn't know exactly how to use that million dollars to make yourself happy. Or uh, maybe you don't have freedom, right? The freedom to actually pursue the happiness. So you say, gosh, I know what would make me happy. What would make me happy is a great relationship and a lot of money and a nice vacation and, and the better health or whatever. But you say, well, I can't do that because, because I got to go to work on Tuesday. Right. Or or I, I would I would go pursue happiness, but I can't because I'm stuck in a bad relationship. And 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 uh, and I have all these other obligations to do all these things that mean nothing. I got to go. I got my my favorite white supremacist that I work for every every day of the week I, or whatever. I'm on the corporate plantation, whatever. Right. You can't pursue your happiness. Well, why? Well, because you don't have power. And it's the power over your own life. I'm not talking about having power over other people. I'm talking about just having power over your own life, which means that you don't have freedom which means that you can't pursue happiness, even if you know what it looks like. So so what is this whole weekend event about? This is not about just the X's and O's of real estate. Yeah, we can show you all of that. Um, this is not just about making money. This is about you finding happiness and you finding your bliss, finding power, which leads to freedom, which leads to happiness. And, and let me tell you something about power and it's particularly economic power. I know a couple of things about that. Um, I've been studying economic power for about 30 years now. Um, the thing about economic power is that it's heavily connected to real estate. Uh, if you look at the history of most wealthy people in this country, most wealthy families have a real estate portfolio. Uh, if you look back at the major power moves in America's quest to become the econo economically dominant force of the, of, the, of the earth, it's deeply connected to real estate. It's not just con connected to real estate and, and, and land ownership as a as a functional task for the achievement of power. It's also connected to um, real estate and land ownership as a core cultural value. Now we're talking about that. We talk about happiness. Now, now we're talking about values. Right. And, and when I when I consider and I think about how culture and values play a huge role in your wealth accumulation process. I ask myself, I listen very carefully when people talk and I say um, to myself, I say, okay, what are your values? You know, they always say, you know, well, you can tell me what your values are, but 
if you show me where you put your resources and where you put your money and where you put your time, I can tell you what your values are. You know, when I, when I talk to and mentor young people, I, I literally ask them, I say, so what do you do with your day? Like, what do you do when you get up in the morning? What do you do with your time? You have 24 hours in your day, just like the rest of us do. So what do you do? Where do you invest your 24 hours? And, 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 and when I listen, I say, okay, now that's telling me what your values are, what matters to you, what's important to you, right? So, so land ownership and the ownership of property in the accumulation of power, which leads to freedom, which can lead you to find your happiness, you know, a lot of this comes down to culture and values. I'll give you an example. I have a friend who, um, who really wanted, as a core cultural value, her mama raised her to believe that owning property was literally the most important thing she could ever do in her life. Her mother told her that anybody that wants to have freedom should not be a renter. Uh, they should be an owner. They should own assets, own property. So she said, I want to own uh, my own house and I want to own an apartment building. So she wanted to own an apartment building so bad that she said, you know, uh, I really like getting my hair done every two weeks, but it's super expensive and I could probably do it myself at home. And, uh, and so she said, because owning property is really important, that's an essential task that I must complete. That's an essential skill I must have. That's an essential thing I must do. I'm going to actually do my own hair for as long as it takes for me to save up enough money for me to get that first down payment so that I can become a property owner over time. So that's what she did. You know, now I'm not telling ladies what to do with your hair. Uh, I don't even have hair, right? So I'm not qualified. I just want to make this clear. I am not qualified to tell you what to do with your hair. Alicia would smack me upside my bald ass head if she knew that I was telling women what to do with their hair or whether they should go to the hair salon. So this is not what we're doing here. We're not, I'm, this is not a man telling women what to do with their hair, but I'm just telling you a story about a black woman that I respect and admire tremendously. So she spent the year, about a year and a half, doing her own hair. She still looked good. Everything was fine. She figured she learned a few new tricks in the process and she saved all that hair money instead of going down to that that Korean, you know, hair shop. Because, you know, y'all know y'all know what it is in the hair industry. (laughs) That's another action plan we need as a community is we must retake that that multi-billion dollar hair care industry. Right. Uh, But but that's another conversation for another day. She goes in. uh, So instead of giving her money away uh, to, to go get her hair done. She puts this money in an account and she saves it. And some of it, she invests in stock and the stock value goes up. And after about a year, year and a half, she had enough money to make her first down payment. And she bought her first property and she bought it in New York City, which is one of the toughest places in, in, in America to get property. Right. If she had been in Alabama or Mississippi, she could have done it pretty quickly. But but she's in New York City, which is a really tough place to buy your first property. It's doable. But it's tough, right? So she gets her first property. Uh, she buys the home. Uh, the home value uh, in the time since she bought that house is probably tripled uh, almost or something like that, or maybe gone up maybe 130% or something like that. So that was wealth she made on autopilot. And this is passive income. This is this how rich people get richer. It's a myth to believe that the hardest working people are the ones who make the most money. That's simply not true. The people that make the most money are the people who figured out how to make money without actually working. And those are the people who own assets. So uh, you want to give your children a little tip on being wealthy. Teach them to own assets, starting with real estate. So the value of the house shoots way up. Then she's able to take some of that equity from that house. And she then goes and says, my next step is I want to get some multifamily property. I want to own the building. I want to be the landlord. So she goes and she takes a big chunk of the equity and then goes and buys a multifamily property unit. And next thing you know, she's the landlord. 
she's getting the passive income every month. The, the, these white people don't even know they got a black woman as her landlord, by the way. She said that she, she had a property management company because she didn't want to explain to them. Uh, she didn't feel like taking the time to explain to them that black women own property, too. She just had the property management company take care of everything. So when they finally find out after they paid her five years of rent, that she's the landlord, they're usually quite surprised, right? Not not that they're racist, but they're very surprised because they're not used to black women making those power plays. But uh, but now she's doing extremely well. She's probably a multimillionaire. And it's all because of where her core values were. Because remember, going back to the very beginning, she could have spent all that time going to the hair and the nail shop and investing in hair and nails. Instead, she invested in her power and her freedom and her happiness and now she's got wealth and she's able to pursue her happiness because of the power and the freedom that has uh, been, uh, been, been, uh, been, been accumulated due to her economic choices. Now, do you understand what I'm saying here? Do you get what I'm saying? Give me a yes in the chat if you follow what I'm saying. I'm trying to help you understand that when we talk about wealth and economics, this is not just about X's and O's of, of the 401k versus the IRA versus the 403b versus the, the long-term portfolio asset allocation accumulation. No, no, man, this is about your happiness. This is about you figuring out with, within yourself what, you know, what matters and, and how you can actually get to the point where you can live a relevant, meaningful life, right? Where you can spend, well, you don't have to spend more time with your boss than you spend with your own kids. Just, just in case you didn't know, that's not normal. That it's not supposed to be that way, right? But maybe you think it's supposed to be that way because that's what somebody told you, but I'm just here, Uncle Boyce, Dr. Boyce is here to tell you that it ain't supposed to be like that. Now, let me let me kind of break a couple things down to you uh, real quick as we begin uh, this process. First of all, uh, Black people have to go backward in order to move forward. Uh, you, you, um, you, I, just last night, I was doing a, a podcast on drboycetv.com about the Negro Leagues. And I saw that Major League Baseball has finally acknowledged the Negro Leagues as as Major League Two. Like they finally have have recognized that the Negro Leagues should be classified as the Major League. So they're going to include all the Negro League stats and the Major League stats and the records and everything else. Finally recognizing great hitters like Satchel Page and stuff like that, who who literally could outswing Babe Ruth even on a bad day. But fine, whatever. Okay, so finally you're acknowledging greatness when greatness was already there. Um, I, I that really bothered me. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'm gonna tell you why it bothered me a little bit. It bothered me because when I think about the Negro Leagues, I think about one of the most uh, economically tragic events in, in, in all of American history. I, I, I think about the Negro Leagues and the celebration of Jackie Robinson to be the same way you think about the Pilgrims and celebrating Thanksgiving, right? You think of that Thanksgiving was good for you, but it wasn't good for me, right? Thanksgiving was good for the white people, but not so good for the black and brown people, right? Thanksgiving, I can understand why you would celebrate Thanksgiving, but but I don't know why I would celebrate Thanksgiving. So so this economic version of Thanksgiving that took place from the Negro Leagues uh, were, were pretty much sucked up and sucked into the Major League Baseball. Uh, it, it, I, I see that as a scenario where I say, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, wait, wait, wait. You mean in the Negro Leagues, we own the whole league, right? Now, 50, 60, 70 years later, we're, we we can't even own a piece of a team, right? So, so wait, in the Negro Leagues, we were the owners. Uh, and, and now we're kind of the renters. You know, we went from being the bosses to being the employees. I, I, I don't understand. That's not We went from being the producers to being the consumers. Uh, that's not a power play. That's called hustling backward. 
Uh, and, and, and so so what I believe is that when you think about black people, you think you go deeper, you think about land ownership and you consider the fact that black people owned 15 times more land 100 years ago than you own today. You own 15 times more land 100 years ago than you own today. You own. Let me I just got to say it one more time so we can understand this. Consume this information. Consume this. 15 times more land 100 years ago than you own today. You got to ask yourself. What are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? Why are we hustling backward? And somehow we've been led to believe that that's the same as going forward. Backward and forward are not the same thing. East is not the same as West. North is not the same as South. And 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 black wealth, it is very easy from where I sit to see exactly why black wealth is declining. And so what I want you to just kind of realize is that a lot of your solutions are out there. You're, you're digging, you're, you're, you're searching for gold and buried treasure, but there is gold buried in your backyard. Gentrification is just one of many examples where the gold was always buried in your backyard, but you walk right past the gold every day. And then we got upset because somebody else saw the gold and came in and bought it. A lot of these neighborhoods that are gentrified today, you know, where they put the, the Whole Foods and the Starbucks and the dog park, and you just, you you know, you know what's coming after that, right? You know, the, the, the hippies are coming after that. Uh, you know, a lot of these neighborhoods, that property could have been bought for pennies on the dollar, pennies on the dollar. So the question you have to ask yourself is this, was there something about our core values when it came to wealth and asset accumulation that distracted us from what we really needed to have? And, and, and made us focus on the things that that ended up being worthless. We, 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 we passed up the chance to own assets in exchange for things like college degrees and, and, and student loans and, and, and all kinds of other stuff. I'm not saying these things are bad. I'm not dissing people that went to college. I, I went to college. A lot of us went to college. But what I'm saying is that we got to look backward in order to know how to properly move forward. And if you're not ready to do that work, then you're going to always be confused. Okay, are we on the same page? Give me a yes if you understand what I'm saying. Give me a yes in the chat if if you're with me on this. If you if you follow what I'm what I'm arguing here, the point I'm making. Okay, so so why why are we having the Black Real Estate Weekend? Well, because we want to figure all that out. And I'm gonna say thank you. So right now I'm gonna say it probably all through the whole weekend. Thank you to uh, Jessica Parker and Carmelita Turner and Taryn Donatian and and Lawrence and 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 everybody and all the experts that are coming through. Uh, because they 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 pull all this together. They they did the work, and uh, and I hope I didn't forget anybody. If I did, I'm going to go back and, and make sure that I that I address them as well. Uh, we have a great team here at the Black Business School, an awesome team of people that are brilliant. Uh, they're always here to help you. They're black first. They are 100% B1. Uh, they're all about black wealth, and, and they're getting the job done. No government funding. No corporate sponsorship. Nobody's paying these bills. This is built by the black community. This is for the black community. So built by you for you. And also thank you to the students who believe in us uh, because we are we are here to get the work done. And that's why we're doing the Black Real Estate Weekend. So uh, so I'm done talking. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and, and pass uh, the stage on to Miss um, Stephanie DeBerry. Now, Stephanie was brought to me by Jessica Parker. Stephanie is uh, this. She's an awesomely smart lady who seems to know a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. And, and she's a real estate expert and is one of the many people. We have a series of experts. Remember, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So we're doing this together. I'm going to come in, but then there's like a, there's a, so many great people that are coming through. And when you get done, you are going to be a different person. You are going to have a different skill set. 
you're going to be a ton smarter than you were when you got here. So those of you who are watching from the outside, just know that some of these streams will be shut down. The overflow room is drboystv.com in case you can't get in. But if you want to come in and actually join the chat, go to blackrealestateweekend.com. That's blackrealestateweekend.com. So uh, let me ask my team, are we ready? Is uh, Mr. Barry ready? Give me give me a yes or no in the t- in the chat if you guys because because I I don't want to I don't want to actually hit hit the wrong button or anything and uh, so let me know if Mr. Barry's ready and uh, and I'll go ahead and pass the, the mic on okay my brother's waving so I think that that means that she is ready so she's she's not ready okay he he's he's doing he's doing this he's, he's I I have no idea what he's saying so hold on yeah that's because yeah. I know people can hear me. I voice can't hear me. Oh yeah, you know what? I didn't have my my mic. I, I turned my mic off. See, I was have, that was what happens when I get the Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Ghost. So so my bad, my bad. Okay, so what what should I have heard that I did not hear? Uh, pass the uh, control over to Okay, got it. All right, I'm passing over. I'm passing the mic right now, and uh, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Wardrobe malfunctions or something. All right, so uh, you good, Lawrence? You got it. Go. All right, all right. So I'm 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 gonna cut my my uh, feed off and let you all take over. All right, take care, everybody. I'll, I'll be chiming back in again real soon. See you soon. Have a great weekend.